This is a Seattle Mama Doc podcast, and I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. I'm here with my now friend, Dr. Rob Lehman. We've been sitting and recording for a bit of time. He's a pediatrician and adolescent medicine expert. He's an emeritus professor, which means he's really fantabulous. And we are here um, because of his grand experience in taking care of adolescents for a really lengthy and experienced and exposed career. And I'm a general pediatrician, and I've got two little boys at home. And we are here to talk specifically about the penis. Thank you, Rob. What a great topic. (laughs) It is a great topic. (laughs) So we just kind of concocted this episode on the fly as we were going through these because of anything I know being a pediatrician, I get more of parents' and kids' attention than at any other time if I talk about the penis or vagina. But we are focusing specifically today on the penis. Okay. So we're going to go through four different topics during this podcast. So I want you all to stick with us because it's going to get better and better. First and foremost, we're going to talk about care of the circumcised versus uncircumcised penis and kind of babies and then kids getting older. We're going to talk about erections that span a lifetime for boys. We're going to talk about boys touching their penises. And we're going to talk about size. Game? Game. Okay. Topic number one. So circumcised, uncircumcised. What can you say right now, I guess, is your experience as an adolescent specialist um, about kind of the change or what parents should know about not the decision to circumcise or not, because that's that's like a, you know, 20-episode podcast, <laughs> but really kind of the care for those penis and maybe kind of societal changes and norms right now? Last I looked in Washington State, 50%. Yeah. So that means half of, yeah. So I always call it the locker room thing with parents. I said, you know, we were growing up, most of the boys were circumcised. When our boys are growing up now, you could look around and it might be about half and half. About half and half. And there's some regionality to that though, right? Absolutely. And that's really important because a lot of kids may grow up and not see what the other penis looks like until they get to a locker room, say, or something like that. And then sometimes it's a little shocking for them to see and they think it's abnormal. It's Um, different than their own. Right. Yeah. So, um, I I normalize it. I say, you know, this is normal, that's normal. Uh, and this is a great example of different but normal. Yeah. How it can look different but still be okay. Um, if a boy still has his foreskin, so uncircumcised, um, I, I just tell parents that it is one of those places like between your toes and underneath your arms, armpits, that it's a dark area that things like to just hang, bacteria. <laughs> so you need to clean it. So at the beginning, when a baby is, is young, dark area. Dark, a it's little like dark area where bacteria dungeon. like to hang. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's, um, it, at the beginning, the foreskin may be very hard to pull back. So I tell parents when you're cleaning, when you're helping the boy take a bath, or eventually, so he's learning what to do on, on his own, is to gently pull the foreskin back only as far as it'll comfortably go. Yep. And clean and let it go back into its yeah position. my yeah and my take on this and I have a whole video and blog post about this I mean of caring for the uncircumcised penis is that we don't have to advance this foreskin I mean I, I can't tell this enough to parents in some ways a boy will do this on his own yes and it'll happen at different times so I think if we're both you know if circumcised um, or parents to circumcised boys and parents to uncircumcised boys our roles are pretty much the same to just clean the areas that we can so pulling back the foreskin if if, our, if we have an uncircumcised boy in in water without a lot of soap and mm-hmm. rinsing 
practicing it, and then gradually letting a boy clean himself. Right. So, you know, when kids are becoming in that school age time, they're cleaning their bodies themselves. And with the foreskin, it is just never going to be our job to touch a boy's penis. I mean, I always say... The, the person who knows the penis best is the owner of that penis. And as well, it should right. always be that way. Right? If every time you give the baby boy a bath, you are washing every part of him, including the penis, right. when he starts to do his own bath Washing. Routine, right. it's just part of it. It's yeah. just going to be absolutely. I don't think boys routine. forget to wash their penises. I just don't think that's not no. my experience as a mother. No, boys. but if parents are <laughs> reluctant or show any sort of nonverbal reluctance to deal with the penis, he'll 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 incorporate that. Yeah. Well, okay. So circumcise, uncircumcised. My soundbite on that that I love is that this is a perfect example of different, both normal. Exactly. And that's a great thing that we can teach ourselves mm-hmm. and our kids before the locker room episode. Right. Um, in case. So so actually every parent has that responsibility. Right. Right. Okay. Um, let's talk about erections oh. in infancy, childhood, and maybe teenage years. Okay. And, e- and beyond. Even grown-up men can be surprised that baby boys have erections. Oh, absolutely. They're surprised I, about that. I hear about I, that in the office all the time. Amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I've talked to some grown-up dads, allegedly grown-up, who think that there's something <laughs> wrong with their boy. Maybe he's a little perverted or something that he's huh. got erections. So I have to normalize the whole thing about erections. Erections happen. Yeah. They happen when you take the diaper on and off. They Do they happen, happen in utero? That happened in utero because we yep. can see it on ultrasounds. Yeah, that's right. Yep, 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 absolutely. So that's a great place to start. Like these, these start from the very, 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 very beginning. It is so normal, and the baby in utero is not thinking about sex. <laughs> so probably not. So it must, yeah. it must be a non-sexual thing, and it yeah. is through childhood. Yeah, erections just happen. Um, can a boy actually feel a good feeling by touching his penis in childhood? Probably both boys and girls, but the real change happens at puberty when the hormones come. Okay. So boys that are touching themselves, I mean, I mean, come on. Every mother, hello, every mother or father to boys out there in the world, mm-hmm. like hands down the pants starts so stinking early. Like I, that was one of the surprising things of like how much hands down the pants yeah. in my home. Like I'm like, good grief, you know? So that to me has always been, it must feel good or they wouldn't be doing it. Right. Right. Okay. That's okay. That's not hypersexual. No. And, and the only thing to talk with them about is what are the What's appropriate for various places? Right. Like in the supermarket, you do not put your hand down your pants and right. keep Well, we there. have to kind of remind our boys of that a lot. Like right. this is a that's a place it, that you can touch whenever you're in the privacy of your own room as you'd like, right. but not in the public spaces. And once the boy gets old enough to start having sensitivity to what peers think, uh-huh, that'll take care of the yes, whole thing. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's like thumb sucking, same thing. I mean, exactly. Kids stop sucking their thumbs in public when their friends look over and say, what are you doing? Baby? <laughs> I know, exactly. Right? I mean, it's kind of easy, yeah. right? Yeah. So erections, let's talk about normal erections. I mean, in, in little toddlers, I mean, how long do erections last? Is there a time frame? Because I don't have a number in my head that I would tell a parent. Do you have a number? I don't. I don't actually really know. I, okay. you know, I, they come and they go, oh, and yeah. I, and you know, bath okay. time is a common thing, but that's also when the kid has no clothes on. Right. Diapering on and off. Yeah, we, well, we, we all know it. that. Okay. Yeah. The cool air, the cool breeze across the yeah. diaper area. Right. Yep. How many times that penis gets erect when we're not looking at it? I actually don't know. Me either. Okay. <laughs> but it's it has to do with touch. Yeah, and then but talk. Let's talk about so then school age and young kids. Yeah. Um, let's talk about um, erections during sleep. So ah, what goes on in sleep? Um. Uh, during REM sleep, guys' penises get erect. Like every time during REM sleep? Pretty. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's every time, but it's most times. And it has nothing to do with what they're dreaming about. 
nothing. It's the fact that they're having REM dreaming sleep. I feel and like we need a pause here. Like we need like a sound, like a little ding. Like that's news to me, right? So every time a boy or a man, a young boy, teenage yeah, boy. Actually, I'm not man? sure it happens with a young boy. I know okay. it happens with pu- puberty on. Yeah, okay. Puberty on. So REM sleep, just the the function of the brainwaves that are happening then, just turn an erection occurs. It's just part of a REM sleep body change. Okay. What about erections at awakening in the morning? Oh, uh, I get that question a lot from... Teenagers. No, they're dads. <laughs> <laughs> they're dads. Okay, so, what, so tell um, us a little bit okay, about that physiology. Well, there are a couple things. Number one, uh, you are more likely to have REM sleep more often the closer you get to wakening up in the morning. Right. And so the chance— just, just to clarify, because the cycling of sleep happens that that cycle comes more frequently. Not four hours apart, but can be just like an hour or two apart. Correct. Right? So, you're just so more odds numb. are you'll be cl- uh, more likely to be waking up in a dream uh-huh. th- in the morning than if you uh, woke up at, in the middle of the night. Um, so if you woke up in, and you were dreaming— you might have an erection for that reason. But you might just have an erection if you're not dreaming, right, if you're in REM sleep. Um, yes. Okay. Um, and the second reason is probably something to do with the bladder. Uh, if a bladder is full, huh. it probably does cause some pressure uh, in the nerve response that causes erections to happen. I think the combination of those two tend to have guys wake up with erections and question it. But it's uh-huh. not every morning. I was, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not a, a routine thing. At that but we point. could tell our kids that it can happen three times a week. It could happen yeah. once every three yeah. weeks, and both are probably normal. I think the bigger deal for or boys is normal, as they enter puberty. And, and to explain that, that penis, it's almost like it has a mind of its own. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. I, like, I knew you were going to oh, say yes. that. It's like you, just scary. You, thing you will be walking down the hallway in school and boing. Right. It just comes out. And yeah. you're in the and supermarket that's just that. and boing. And it just comes out. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you feel like, oh, my God, I have no control over this thing that's, right. that's revealing my thoughts. Yeah. Well, but it's not always revealing thoughts, right? It, no. It, it's, sometimes it's impossible to explain why it actually happens. Okay. I, so what, that's something we can tell our kids. Yes. It's just going to happen. It's, it's not because you're thinking something, quote, unquote, dirty. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And even more important is that it's not who you're surrounded by. So if you're with your best buddy, Justin, yeah. and you get an erection, it doesn't mean you're attracted to Justin. It means that you're in puberty. Yeah. And boys in puberty have a lot of erections. And can we talk quickly then about the trajectory of puberty that we've discussed is about age 11 to 18, let's say. Right. Um, is the uncontrollable erections a part of early puberty and not later puberty? Correct. Okay. And is there a time, you know, is it kind of like a girl goes through the cycle of puberty in the middle of it, it's menarche? Is is it same with erections? Like you get halfway through, so by the time you're 14, like you go to high school and it's going to be okay? I would say middle school is still a danger time for these random erections and maybe okay. the beginning of high school. But usually by the time you finish high school, you're getting control over it. Okay. And for those moms or women out there who are parenting little boys and haven't had erections themselves and those random erections, if we get asked about that, what are some strategies for boys to help it go away quickly when they're in an embarrassing situation? It can go both ways. Okay. If boys are really embarrassed, it could keep the erection there. Yep. If boys are embarrassed, it could make the erection go away really fast. Okay. So it sort of depends. Um, w- luckily, the style of clothes has changed since I was a boy because they're baggy now. <laughs> and 
<laughs> it's very forgiving if you have an erection with baggy yeah. pants. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, much harder, much harder with uh, underwear. Is there a difference pants. with underwear? Do we need to know about underwear selection here? Well, the guys who have <laughs> the fashionistas out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me. Um, uh, the guys who uh, go to boxers again, yeah. looser, uh-huh. uh, more, more forgiving, and uh-huh. not revealing. So maybe moms and dads to these t- kids can make sure that they have choices. Absolutely. We could talk about it too. And, like, and, and, and talk about it and say, you know, you know what was really funny? When I was growing up, uh-huh. we used to laugh about guys having erections and what it meant. And then we learned, ah, it's normal. Yeah. It happens to all guys. <laughs> okay. okay. okay we're, so, anything else? Should we say anything about erections for older teens? We're not really, we can talk about masturbation, but we're not going to, we weren't going to talk about that, but we could get to that maybe. Let's talk um, about touching. We'll call it touching. Touching. The next topic. That's number three. Yeah, actually, I, I kind of like using the word masturbation because of a certain Surgeon General back in the 90s yeah. <laughs> who was fired because she said the word in public. Yeah, um, unbelievable. It's one of the most uh, normal, prevalent things that happens in cultures around the world that people don't talk about. So, okay, um, so help us. Help us talk to little kids about masturbation, school age kids, and teens. What okay. should we say? Um, what should we know, actually? Not um, really what should we say? Well, uh, what I say to preteens. Okay. In the class, for instance, is um, uh, that if a guy touches his penis, it can get erect. Why would he do that? Because it feels good. Right. Okay. <laughs> and if he keeps touching it, it keeps touching it, eventually he'll call the sperm up into the semen and he'll ejaculate. And I've already ex- given those words and explained what that means right. uh, in, the, in the course of a, a, a nocturnal emission or a wet dream. Right. And, but what happens if he's awake? Well, can he miss that? No, it's really obvious. And when the <laughs> and when the sperm comes out in the semen, is it something that is is that it? Um, I go no. There's a lot of body feeling to it, but most people said it feels good. Right. Okay. Well, if it feels so good, why not do it ten thousand times a day? Well, there are there are funny answers and there's there are real answers. I'm I'm like my eyes are super wide. Okay, the yeah. funny answer yeah. is that well, you know, I ask the dads to say to give the answer, and they go, "Well, you have to get to work at some point." <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but but okay. but the real answer is, is number one, you can't. Your body has to. Uh, it takes energy for your body to actually replenish. Uh, the sperm and the semen and and your penis skin is kind of sensitive. It doesn't like to be rubbed a ton. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, number two is you, you kids, have a lot. You got to get done during the day. You have to go to school. You have to learn. You have to play with your with your uh, friends. You have to watch videos. You just can't stay home and masturbate all day. It just turns right. out. Yeah. <laughs> you can't masturbate ten thousand times a day. And that. there are lots of things you need to do. Right. Most importantly, is that masturbation probably. Probably even more than sex, sexual intercourse um, has been taught by many cultures, many faiths, many communities as something that we have strong opinions about. Right, right, right. So, like that you're going to grow hair on your palms. You're going to – whatever the other thing. There's like uh, all those go things. Go blind. You, you're going to go blind. Go crazy. Yeah. And the really bad one is if you do it too much, your penis will fall off. <laughs> um, and so I – So I'm, we can – I think we can earnestly tell our kids that's not going to happen. Okay. I bust Don't the myths. Think? I Two bust doctors. Myths. Aren't we right, here? Right. Yeah, okay. we're, we're there. But I say to parents – you come from a culture and a belief system, and it is important that you not just say no, but you say what your belief system is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you've learned about masturbation, what you learned from grandma and grandpa, what you, and maybe what you've learned as you become an adult about what that means. Right. Uh, there are play, it's, a, it's like doing sex in private. It's not something you do in public. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have chosen not to do. It's not something you have to do. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. But 
normalizing, most guys have chosen to do it at some point or another. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, are there rate like how many teens mas- don't most teens masturbate? I don't have a number in my head. Do you? Most. Most. So that we're just saying that's more than fifty. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, percent. Of, right. Of teens. <laughs> I just think it's so much closer to a hundred, but maybe I'm really wrong. Um, uh, if you, uh, it's hard to ask teens I these know. questions, I yeah. uh, but if you ask adults to recollect. Um, okay, so we're moving on. We talked a lot about teens touching and older kids touching. Toddlers touching their penis every day, normal? Normal. Toddlers touching their penis never, normal? Sure. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I was gonna, I'm, I'm kind of like making you say that, but I think yeah. I think the spectrum is really big. The spectrum is big. And we may yeah. not even know. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to move on and our final and concluding paragraph <laughs> or topic in our um, penis podcast here is on size. So no question. You know, we were talking about puberty and how, you know, boys just want to know how tall they're going to get. I think penis size starts, the worry, concern, and focus starts so early. So at the newborn visit, I often talk with parents, their dad, that's a a visit reliably that most of the time mom and dad are both at bedside, Mm -hmm. which that's not true for the rest of the wellness visits. But in that newborn time, particularly with boys, and because there's the time that we're talking about circumcisions or not circumcisions, and and dads really want to know that their boy's penis is normal. Right. And then there's this huge, I think, second thought that comes in everybody's mind of, is my kid's penis big, small, normal, medium size? So let's talk about that. It's uh, parents, mostly dads, projecting their own insecurity about the meaning of their own penis size right. to, to their son. Right. Um, wow, this one's so hard to deal with because yeah. I, if I have a room full of boys yeah. and dads, I know most of the dads are worrying about this probably more than the boys are. About how big their son's penis is no, going to be. No, about how big oh. their penis and what it means oh, no. and to be adequate. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and, uh, and the boys catch on to this. I mean, you, right. the role modeling is really early is that uh, – a virile guy has a big penis. Uh-huh. And so I, um, I, I deal with that like I deal with a lot of subjects that might be sensitive for some people is I joke around right. with it. Right. So I hold my arms at as wide apart as I, as I can make them and I say, who wants a penis that long? <laughs> Okay, laughter. <laughs> and a little, little, I'm like ready to crawl under the table. A little nervous yeah. laughter. Yeah. And I say, okay, it would be really hard to put your pants on. Uh, <laughs> uh, there'd be lots of issues about having a penis that big. Hard to get a okay. that fits. But, yeah. but if, you know, seriously for parents, uh, if you look at um, the internet spam that you're getting, uh, how many of them are how to get your penis larger? I mean, obviously, this yeah, is yeah, a yeah, yeah, big yeah. deal for adults. Yeah, because there's just a ton of marketing of that idea. So kids are going to run into that immediately, yeah. okay. like in childhood. So right? I tell them penises have two job descriptions. Okay. They need to pee and they need to be able to have sex. Okay. That's it. Yep. I look at every boy straight in the face and I say, your penis is normal and can do both those things just fine. It's how you use your penis. Not how big it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what all the sex therapists would say too, right? I mean, that's I think what they would yeah. say. Does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does well, because that... I think because it's true, right? So we can tell our kids that, right? Yeah. I, I I also quote uh, a, a famous uh, survey. I probably could have been People Magazine for all I know. Um, <laughs> oh, that no. that asked guys, adult men, why they would want a bigger penis. Okay. Which they all said they kind of wanted. 
a big, what, bigger than whatever okay. they had. Okay. And the answer was generally something on the order of I'd be more attractive to women. Uh-huh. And I, I, I play this out to the boys. I go, how exactly does that work? Do you go up to a woman on the street and say, hi, my name is Rob. I have a huge penis. Um, well, that won't get you a date. I promise you. Oh, my God. She's going to run the other way really fast. <laughs> uh, definitely. Definitely. Oh so, I, so I say, um, and then they asked adult women. Right. What is important to them yeah. in a male mate? And where do you think big penis was on the top ten? Bottom. It didn't make the 10. Yeah, right. right it didn't right. make the 10. And then I ask the grown-ups to come up with attributes of men that would make them attractive to others. And, you know, every every yeah, adult yeah, can, yeah. can do that. Yeah. And we need to... I don't. I don't think I can dispel the the huge insecurity that men have with their penis. No, no, I don't think we can either. Adequate. I think we can talk about it with our. I mean, I think there's in the exam room. I always just normalize it because penis normalize. size in babies is different. Yeah. it is variable. They all look really normal to me. And then I often like to talk about you know like let's talk quickly about phallus growth during puberty because I think parents have lots of questions about that. How does it happen? When does it happen? You know, Tanner one to Tanner five, which is. Um, you know, those are the stages of puberty. Yeah. So um, tell us about the growth. Because I think people look at their newborn and they think they are going to know what this this adult man's penis is going to look right. like. And they're just not going to, right? But this is There be- is a difference in adult penile length. Yep. However, it's surprisingly not that great. Okay. So Despite that's number one. Length is not pictures. that different. Yeah. Length is not different. In puberty, the first thing that changes is length. Secondarily, yep. would be girth or circumference, of and the that penis. starts right away when puberty starts, right? Right. Yeah. Right and that, does that continue all the way to eighteen? The changes there, or is um, it early in puberty, and then pretty much through middle to late. Um, at, at the same time, I'll describe the testicles dis- descending and yep. hanging, yep. and um, uh, just you know, and the pubic hair. The, the whole appearance is going to change. But they're concerned about the penis is uh, has to do with their weight. Yep has to do with whether they have... Um, Explain that. How does it have to do with weight? Um, boys who have a lot of extra weight and padding around there, it will just make the phallus or the penis look smaller. That And just to be clear, world, that that's really true in newborn babies, too, and infants in general. Sometimes the penis can get even a little buried. So I'll right. even a lot of times, if you worry that your baby's penis is gone or small, push on the fat pad right above your baby while you're doing a diaper mm-hmm. change, and you'll see kind of where you think maybe the bladder is, and the penis will pop right out. Right. And it's kind of remarkable. Uh, the uh, the key is, in terms of sexual function, right. is how big the penis is when it's erect. And will it work yeah. as an erect penis? Right. And it's, there's surprisingly less difference in the length of erect penises than there is of... Ah. Penises that are non-erect. So we can. T- so if our. So if parents are concerned, and their 13-year-old or 14-year-old or 16-year-old comes and says, "I feel like my penis is small. Is it going to grow anymore?" I mean, I don't know that any boy is really going to come and say that, but maybe. I boy. doubt it. I don't think. I feel like they're certainly not going to go to their. <laughs> no, they may lie awake at night worrying, worrying about, about that. Right, right, well, right. So, particularly if you know, if your boy has access to the internet, right? It's so easy to, to, to look to get... up pictures of penises and porn and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So he's going to see this. He's gonna know. Okay. Another thing is identify for the boy what's going to be different about what he's going to see on the internet. Yeah, so what help he's going us to see that. in his help pants. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it ha- <laughs> it's it's part of that whole lesson about porn, yeah. uh, which I think every parent should be discussing with their kid because it's accessible, yeah. a whole lot different than it was when we were growing up. Yep. Um, and that's that you're going to see things that people put on there because they want to sell things. 
Yep. Not because it's normal or, or needed. Right. So they're going to find people who don't necessarily look like people that you know and I know, not like our family, not like our neighbors. They're going to look like something else, okay? And if you think that's the way people should look, that's not quite real because they're trying to sell you something. Um, and uh, that I, I normalize again, what does a penis need to do? And reassure your penis will be able to have sex, I promise you, when you choose and feel like having that. Um, yeah, normal and different. So if I was going to summarize the penis podcast, I would say um, circumcised, uncircumcised, about half Z's here in the Pacific Northwest. Yep. And the, some of the numbers are skew more towards circumcision in different parts of the country. But we can all of us take on the responsibility of teaching our boys that what they have is normal and can be different from their neighbor who also is normal in that. Um, erections start in utero. They continue during infancy, toddlerhood, childhood, through REM sleep at nighttime and sometimes in the early morning and randomly, particularly during early to- during early puberty. Um, touching will make a penis react often. That will cause a penis to get bigger. That can happen during infancy, toddlerhood, um, during school years and and during even masturbation later on um, that's very intentional for boys. And we're saying that the majority of boys masturbate. Um, And lastly, penis size is irrelevant to penis function and hopefully irrelevant to esteem later in life. And we can remind our boys of the spectrum of normal. And we can remind um, all parents out there that what a baby's penis looks like in infancy is not predictive, I think, of later on and probably irrelevant. So it's something that maybe we can kind of talk about head on. Sounds great. If you have an 11-year-old boy who asks a question like I got in class, which is, how big is my penis going to get and how could I get it even bigger at 11? Yeah, tell us, tell us what to say. He's, he's learned that from somewhere. He's, yeah. he's already learned before he even enters puberty that guys value a, a bigger penis more than others. You need to set that straight right at 11. And and say to that boy, if that's what you think is going on in his head, in fact, you can just say it. Well, the People magazine survey we talked about that, um, particularly if they're looking for a female mate, they may not be, but if they're if they're attracted to girls or women, that that is not going to be of of highest import. In fact, in any couple, I just can't imagine that being the dominant, necessary, and important factor. Exactly. Well, I'm so thankful to you, Dr. Lehman, for joining me in the Penis Podcast. Thanks for joining. Thanks for inviting me to talk (laughs) about penises. Um, The reality is parenting is a really high-stakes job. The good news is you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc Podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at SeattleMamaDoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from. 